are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network one of us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions we do accept pitches for audio based or banner ads but on a case-by-case basis if you're interested in that contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com with the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of Us needs and appreciates all your support. of doom is back we are deliberating the doom which is what we do <laughs> if we look at the doom we go should we talk about this should we what's the word for it doom. alan what's the word for it um deliberate yes deliberate thank you <laughs> Deliberations of doom alan thank you for joining us you're welcome you're welcome also Happy joining to- us is madeline fontenot a co-host just like alan <laughs> thank you and i i'm a uh, drew blood <laughs> oh, you're going with your your, your uh, stage my, name? Oh, yes, that's right. My my, my garbage pail kid name today. <laughs> <laughs> Our topic for this triptych of episodes has been found footage. We've already covered quite a few things in the first two episodes of this. We started with Man Bites Dog from 1992, a French film. We continued with, of course, the Blair Witch Project from 1999, and we went on from there to Wreck and Wreck Two, two Spanish films that both changed the face, as did the previous two films, of what found footage is. Our second episode, we covered WNUF Halloween special from 2013. It's a vibe. And Frankenstein's Army from 2013, both of which are decidedly lesser-known titles and found footage, and we widely divided on both of these films, (laughs) which is to say Alan was wrong. (laughs) You know what? You be the judge. Sound off in the comments. I just was the judge. No, no. You, the listener, are the (laughs) judge. I'll write in the comments. Alan Alan was was not wrong about how he felt. The real deliberators are the listeners, and we'll let them decide. (laughs) That's true. So now we're going to do three films to round out this that are, I would say, at least one of them is well known. Uh, one of them is for horror fans you've probably encountered, and one of them maybe you've never heard of at all. But I think it's the best of the three. But we're going to start off with the first one: 2015's Hell House LLC, like you know, like a uh, limited liability company, <laughs> as it were. And I remember when this first came out, uh, I was you know reluctant a little bit to watch it because I'm like, I already, there was a point I was like, okay, we're getting this, like so many found footage films. It was just like 2015, they're just one after another coming out, especially streaming services were starting to take off. And we're like, oh God, there's so many because they're so cheap to make, right? Yeah. I was like, Hell House LLC. Okay, what is this? Um, it's weird too because Hell House in the terminology of haunted houses, and I don't mean real haunted houses, I mean like haunts, you know, haunt experiences m- tends to mean a Christian based 
haunted house. That's like, oh, this is what happens if you disobey, you'll go to hell. There's actually a really good documentary about that topic called Hell House that I highly recommend watching. Uh, very, very interesting. This is not, that's like a misnomer here is nothing, nothing to do with that at all. At all is directed by Stephen Cognetti, who went on to do two sequels to this, which apparently from the get go, he was like, if this does okay, we're, this is the plan from the beginning. Like they always knew it. And when you, as I did after I got done rewatching this for the show, went, fuck it. I'm just going to rewatch the next two again. <laughs> went like, Oh yeah, now I see it. Uh, like where like you can see the elements that play out even into the third film are already there in the first film. Like, Oh, this was a plan. There are, are the sequels connected? Not just thematically, but like two characters or two. Like- oh yeah. Okay, I haven't seen the sequels. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. They it definitely is a real plan going on here, where characters come back, but not always as uh, the human versions of themselves. <laughs> oh, interesting, you know. But the same actors, as it were. Um, so the idea is is that a group of Halloween haunted house creators have uh. Like after a somewhat successful, but with problems thing. And I think they said New York City originally, yes. uh, decided they, they, they found this small town where there is a, uh, uh, called Abaddon. Abaddon. Abaddon, sorry. Like the demon. Which should right there be the first clue, <laughs> bad town to, to do that, which is in, in, uh, upstate New York to do it in this abandoned hotel. And they're like, okay, so this thing has kind of a legend around it anyway. Uh, we'll do this. They've like the, the head guy is like, no, 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 it's cool with all the, the, both the people he's worked with before and with new hires. Like, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Whatever bullshit. Like, there's no, nothing, there's no such thing as ghosts. None of the shit is real. And it's a documentary, them following them building this haunted house that they're getting ready to build. That's, preceded by a certain amount of like and that's when everything went terribly wrong yeah. and people died. Yeah. Yes, there's a there, the legend around the hotel is that the man who started the hotel his name was Andrew Tully and he, they describe him as thinking of himself as some sort of latter-day doctor um <laughs> and that he had some sort of weird cult following but mainly the thing that they bring up is that um at some point during the course of this hotel's existence there was a mother and daughter who checked in and never checked out they were he was questioned by police multiple times but you can However, never leave no no he he was able to provide documents that prove that they left however um it, he was questioned by police and the things concerned around it made the hotel go out of business and he eventually hung himself in the attic so this even though those events or not those events but the events of the haunted house happening were in 2009 this is filmed supposedly five years later with the documentary crew who's investigating this tragedy well after the fact interviewing interviewing people familiar with it the survivors and Mm -hmm. they get their hands on they talk to one of the survivors and she gives them the raw footage of them like documenting the experience of opening the house. Uh, yes. And that's and the, that bulk of, the bulk of the bulk of the film. Yeah. Exactly. And they have like, yeah, the survivor, like they're like, what? How are you alive? Which is, uh, <laughs> I, I would say my one complaint here is she's like, 
they're like, how are you? Are you okay? And she goes, I'm in a better place now. I'm like, yeah, oh, that's a little bit of a gimme right there. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> that, that caught me off right there. I yeah. will say like the first 20 minutes of this movie are like the weakest part of this film is like the talking head segments. Whereas I'm going to compare it a little bit to Blair Witch because yes, it has a similar vibe. Yeah. Like compare. the, and the two things that are weaker in this movie compared to Blair Witch, in my opinion, the talking heads interviews really feel like actors saying lines. Uh, yeah. And it's, it's not good. And then the myth making of the area, it's like pretty fucking weak. Now the stuff in the house, like the, like the scares, good. Like there's like a lot of good. Like found footage, hundred, but the Talking Heads interviews every time, like especially the dude with the white hair and beard. I think, yeah. Oh my god, fucking acting teacher in this town <laughs> got this job. Like it's, the vibe is bad. It's like get this guy off the screen. I it's hate him. It's not the best acting in the world. It's I'll bad. Say. I, and, and the I performers in the film, agree. their banter, it doesn't feel not. It's very much. We're acting G- going into this yeah. movie. Those first twenty minutes that you're talking about, I was like, oh god. This is going to be exactly like Blair Witch. And I respect Blair Witch for being Blair Witch, but I did not want to see another Blair Witch. (laughs) They get a little more inventive. The scares in the house. I think where it divides there, even though, like I said, the basic overlying concept is definitely similar in some ways. It's I've worked on haunted houses. I've helped build haunted houses. And watching that aspect of it, of like how they're like, oh, they're actually really concerned at like, oh, we've got to make the opening time for this. How you build a haunted house stuff is in there. It was super neat. And there's some really genuinely creepy as fuck imagery going on here. Oh, yeah. Most notably with and a lot of this is like, oh, we're just dealing with props that we had left over from other stuff. So they have this one prop of like sort of a creepy clown mannequin. Yeah. The Several. stuff they it do so well, the yeah. stuff they do with that creepy clown mannequin. I was like, I'm not normally scared <laughs> by clowns, but fuck. It works so well that it, that it, that it, it keeps working in the sequels over and over again. The, keep, the, it, the it fact does. that I'm like, oh my you God, they're know. still doing this and I'm still freaked out. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, like as the viewer, Based off what you are seeing, you can make the assumption that is the assumption that is going on in the film that none of the persons that are active and working on this haunted house are responsible for the things at hand. There is a point where the camera guy, I think his name is Alex, um, gets blamed for fucking around with like, they're like, oh, you're trying to scare us. Oh, you're trying to pull this prank, but you as the viewer and what you have seen up to this point, you're like, no. It, is, it would be another like slight complaint. I like this movie. Like, all right. A slight complaint to have is like, if I'm like these, any of these people, except for maybe the main dude, I am fucking out of yep. there. Like, and there's video evidence of why you should be the fuck out of there. And there's like, oh, I can't explain it. I'm still working on that issue. Like, no. Video. The guy's like, you're all here. Watch this video. Admittedly, some of the people- Who took this film? There's like an employee who leaves early on, like, fuck this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Y'all are incompetent. I'm out of here. There's a representation of it. Man, like, but I don't know how you sleep in that house after the first shit happens. Like, what kind of a psychopath is like, I'm just gonna sleep here. Like, relatively, my door open. I mean, like, he keeps going, like, there's nothing going on here. And, like, there's no ghost or anything. He's like, yeah, of course we're sleeping here. Because it was a hotel. There's plenty of rooms to sleep in here. Like, and so they do. And, of course, that's when things start getting creepy. And And this is actually, we, we have a movie that we are going to talk about later on in the show. We have that double instance of we are so driven by 
profit, but also just like our general success that I am willing to overlook all of this crazy, unexplainable bullshit that is happening, and it leads to the demise of all of us. I found this deeply entertaining. I liked it. And I admit that, like, I come from a building haunted houses background, (laughs) so, like, I had that identification point. I think I I agree with you, Alan, completely that this is just kind of, or I think Mad said it, where it was like, this is just kind of an overlay and redo of the ideas behind the Blair Witch. We both said it, yeah, I built on that. But I think it's so much more entertaining because there's so much more stuff going on. Uh, I, I go through this and I was like, I want to go through this haunted house. And hey, guess what? You actually can go through this haunted house if you <laughs> want to in real life. Uh, the, the house in question, this is a real haunted house attraction in Pennsylvania called the Haunting at Waldorf Hotel, which is an abandoned hotel there that is has its own ghost stories attached to it in real life. Um, and in fact, the person who runs it, Angie Moyer, is the set designer for the film, unsurprisingly. And so if you go there, it's like, oh, they actually were kind of in tandem building the haunted house and filming this horror that movie is, around the building in the haunted yeah. house. So that's really a neat aspect of it because you're watching how a haunt is actually built, yeah. all the things that involve with doing it. So that aspect is really, really much more fascinating than people lost in the woods to me. It totally <laughs> is. No, I, I lived in Pennsylvania for about a year. Um, and where I lived was a suburb of Pittsburgh called McKeesport, and it is the most awful place that I have ever lived. Oh, I will elaborate it another time. <laughs> However, come at us, Pennsylvania. Um, <laughs> Haunted the Pennsylvania. Pe- Pennsylvania has haunted houses during Halloween season like most places have fucking Starbucks. (laughs) It is incredible. It is awesome. (laughs) Some of them are super weird and scary. There are ones that you have to sign, like, NDAs for. Um, But... That that is one thing that I really did appreciate about this movie, where I was like, "Yeah, no, this is this is what's up. This is oh. Pennsylvania. Let's go, Allegheny County." And I, I do think if there is, if there's anything that's like New sort York. of, if there's anything sort of brilliant about this movie, it's the idea of like a modern idea of what a haunted house is, really being haunted, like that level, because like it's, it's filled with like very kitschy, technically like silly. Scary shit that's like cliche supposed to scare Man you. at the piano. Like, oh, the scary clown. Oh, the scary dummy at the thing. Like, and it's like, you go to a haunted house, it's like, okay, it's scary because something jumps out at you. But what if that shit came to life? Is a cool <laughs> fucking premise. That's a cool idea because in the beginning, they're just, they're setting it up and they're talking about it like this is typical haunted house shit. Like, whatever. They're like, nobody's like scared by this. It's like, this is stuff you have at a haunted house. It's very typical. Like, the way they build, the way it starts becoming creepy is very effectively yeah. done. Like, at first, it's just, who's playing the fucking piano? Yeah. Like, downstairs. That's, mm-hmm. like, the beginning of it. And then from there, it's just one thing after another. I really liked the scares in this movie overall. The, the, the I, yeah. way they actually say that in the when they are interviewing the quote-unquote survivor of this film is that she states... That the changes didn't start to occur until they started sleeping in the hotel. And once they started sleeping in the hotel, shit started going wrong. It kind of gives you the feeling of like, when you're going, like, it does your, it does its best job to show you like the feeling of walking through a haunted house in a film form. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's, it's impressive. I do think like if the performances 
and the myth-making was on the level of the Blair Witch, it would be fucking incredible. You really think the performances are that good in the Blair Witch? Because I do. I think they're most, I think, <laughs> I think they're a lot more believable. Like, All right. Like, like we're talking about the, um, the, um, in last week's episode of Frankenstein's Army, you're talking about people being compelling. The people in Blair Witch could be like grating, but they're like, com- there's a compelling nature to their tension. And there's in this a movie, realness. And this movie, it's, it feels very acted. It feels very forced. I and don't like, disagree with you. Yeah. I'm just disagreeing with that the Blair Witch performances are real. It's, 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 it's <laughs> yeah. more naturalistic. It's more believable. And like, and what Blair Witch lacks in like punch, as far as the scares go, this movie has that. Hmm. And, but as far as like the setting and the atmosphere, Blair Witch has beat there. And if you could somehow meld the two, it would be like maybe the best found footage movie ever made. Yeah, maybe. Like, um, like I, and I, that's what I find appealing about this movie. I do, I like, I'm middle on it. Like, I find that acting stuff and the talking head stuff to be so, like, so bad. <laughs> but once they're in the haunted house and it starts to get rolling, like, legit good scares, like, legit creepy shit. Um, where the performances don't matter as much because it gets to that idea of like reacting rather than acting. I think this movie has a lot of like acting and not as much when it's, they're doing the reacting stuff. Yeah. It starts to like really fly. Yeah. I think yeah. what Hell House really gets right is that you know, when, when a haunted house is, um, you know, actually going on and there's tons of people there, that's scary and fun. But when it's after hours and every, everything's not just sitting there, there's that stillness. It's a that's really, it's really spooky. creepy. Yeah. And that's, that's what works with the clowns and, and the, the different, different characters and, you know, different kind of storylines that go on. But they're, they're all just sitting there for a long time and they really take that time to, to freak you out. And it works every single time they do. Yes. Yeah. They get you with all those scares, those after hour scares. Yeah. And the idea, like, I love that it starts with like everyone running out of the place screaming, <laughs> like, fuck, fuck, yeah. fuck. And they're like news reports. People have died in here. We don't know what's going on. So you know shit is going to go horribly wrong. You're just like, wait, 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 and as much as you already have seen of it, like you've even seen details of the house before we get into them first showing up at the house. You're like, oh, okay. There's so much little subtle changes going on in this film. That's one of the things I love about it. Like there's a lot of very subtle background fuck with you things. Mm-hmm. I've seen this four times now. I love this movie. And there's all this like, like the camera will move for a second and move back and something is in a different place. Yeah. Like lots of that. Or like there's, there's a, um, uh, things with a lot of things with mannequins and shit where like, and now one is like its arm is down where it was up before. They'll do shit like that. There's a lot of like, Oh fuck. That you're like, something's wrong, but I, I don't know what it is. Feel that I think is really effectively done here. And I want to say as well, I genuinely like all three of these. I know critics were less kind to the second two. But I have fun with this whole trilogy, and it really does. Like, if you like this first one, just keep watching the it's next. Fun to watch two. in a row. I, I see yeah. why you just went right into two and three. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to check those out for sure. Like, it's funny. Like, I thought that I've seen this before, and I can't remember the movie is that. That's like there's maybe, another haunted house movie that's very similar in plot. It's like a group of people going to haunted houses and they discover people like you wanted the real haunted house to go to yeah. this place. And it's like a really fucked up experience. Yeah. I can't, place. I know what you're talking about, but I can't remember what it's called. Yeah. And that has some sequels. It's like as well. October or something. I maybe the, the house October built. Yeah. House October mm-hmm. built. That's or is the that one. the documentary? That's a, there's actually a footage. real, there's a real documentary about like haunted houses. Yeah. It's, it's a whole industry here. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> one other thing I wanted to add though is, I think I really did like about this movie is when shit hits the fan. Yes. Like when the movie opens and like shit has hit the fan and you know it. When that's portrayed in the film later, I love the sloppiness of it. 
It is not like a huge set piece. It is like chaotic. You don't really know what's going on. And it feels, it's one of the things where it feels really real. It feels like fucking nuts. Like yeah. the cutting from these different cameras. People are running out like, what's happening? Where are you like, and you don't know what the fuck's happening. Like what exactly went wrong? Yeah. That is like a really cool scene. It's a good I, I, I absolutely agree with you, Alan. However, I do, I, I am trying so hard to figure out and like calculate where your line between this is good shaky camera and this is bad shaky <laughs> camera is. Like, because there's so many things where I'm like, yes, I did like that. However, I also liked it about that movie and you didn't like it about well, that movie. Will, where so is sorry. the line? We're I, cooking on our I could, no, I could break it down exactly. <laughs> Thematically, it makes sense. Like, them documenting making a haunted house is a little bit of stretch, whatever. But the end sequence where they have like the little GoPro cameras for their like, promotion and then also like the fans in the haunted house that camera is going to be fucked up during the sequence and they're not professional cameraman in a war movie where you're seeing a documentarian with a camera all right so it's back to frankenstein army well that's what she's asking me like the difference in the shaky camera that's the line thematically it makes perfect sense i long ago gave up with found uh, found footage films of going like i'm having trouble with the realism issues of who would be filming is it don't you want them to respect you enough to like in this movie, I, no, I gave up because there's lots of good ones where they don't, and I'm like, this is a really good movie as long as you forget about that part. Well, that's fair, and for a movie you like a lot, this movie I think thematically it does make sense. Like uh, the shaky camera, the bad camera work, the the fact that it's still filming makes sense in this movie sure. in this context, and that's why I like it. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I, I just don't have that line to draw anymore. I w- did once upon a time, and now I'm like, I give up. Now the question <laughs> is, why do you keep live streaming instead of why do you keep filming? In the yeah, it's true. Like, it's, it's not a hard line in the sand for me, but it is a benchmark. What was the one, uh, Drew, we saw uh, at uh, South by this year that we both really liked? Was it Deadstream? Yeah, yeah Deadstream. Yeah, I didn't yeah, see yeah, that yeah. one, but yeah, I, I heard uh, it was okay. We're like, yeah. like a totally ridiculous kind of asshole and canceled yeah, live streamer doing a thing. And really he's like, I must keep streaming because this is my last chance so like yeah. made total sense why he was constantly filming that, that yeah. is That's one another very quick movie too yeah that like throughout the movies that i did appreciate was all of the cameramen had this absolute just like i must record everything that is happening i am here as cameraman and i will put it to my grave that i recorded everything <laughs> I, that i possibly I'm could i'm still surprised that no one's done one yet that it is like has some aspect of like a game show or something where it's like you will not win if you don't if you ever stop filming or put the camera down at this point at this point i'm looking for a movie or a show at which any of the film crew survives (laughs) because nobody in all of the movies generally don't he dies she dies everybody dies it's a staple of found footage the camera has to (laughs) <laughs> like and fall over and sit still. It has to in and every quiet credits. Finish. Yeah, you know, I mean, like even natural born killers. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, hey, you, you you said you always leave one to t- tell the tale. So the, the camera. camera. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, we wrapped up that. I, I'm curious. Did you like all three of these, Drew? Because you're. The I did. I, just, I think it's. I think it's repetitive. But yeah. but I, I did watch them all in a row. I think the first time I saw it too, because I was surprised how effective they all were and i think they're they're all like really really charming i'm kind of surprised that they work as well as they do yeah um, it evolves the story it adds more in each one and by the end it's a straight up like 
like really supernatural horror film. Yeah, it really you know? goes crazy towards that, the end. I remember uh, that. Where that the, sort of excites all the stories. Kind of collide. Yeah. That excites me because like this, the first one like won me over as it went on. Like in the first 30, 45 minutes of it, I was like, I don't know. This is it's annoying to me. It's kind of like the bad perform, like the less than perf- like competent performances. Sure. Like it was just like this isn't this is too shabby for me. It's not working. But as it goes on, it wins you over a little more. more. And like when it's like. If a purpose of a scary movie is to be scary, you did it. You like, did you know, it. <laughs> it got scary, and I was like, it, it worked for me. So, like, I'm excited to go with the other the and like sequels. I don't think I've ever been scared by clowns in a horror movie, but this one did it for me. I, Three movies I, in a row where you are, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Not clowns, but my one thing I did want to point out about this movie is that the town is named after Abaddon. It is, they refer to it as the Abaddon Hotel. And at one point during the movie, there is, we have some interviews with various people. And one of the people that we interview states that Abaddon is the demon who guards the gates to hell. Is that not accurate? There is nobody who guards the gates to hell, Chris. According to biblical scripture, well, in which hell, I, I honestly mentioned in the Bible specifically, I, Abaddon is. <laughs> Um, Abaddon is a fallen angel, and Abaddon is, um, there is a part of the Bible that speaks of leading the chosen people to the Valley of Josephet. And Abaddon is supposed to be one of those leaders that leads the people to the, to, to the, excuse me, to the, to, Valley of Josephette for fits. their final judgment. That kind of fits with but the movie. Th- that's the thing. Abaddon is not the person who guards the gates of hell or the right. fallen angel or Unless whatever. Unless you're just going with the monster manual and They the are dragons. the angel <laughs> of the abyss. Okay. Um, there is technically, as far as scripture is concerned, nobody who guards the gates of hell. Um, there is a fanfic that I wrote in my soft, excuse me, junior year of high school, <laughs> where there that. is somebody who guards the gates of hell, but it is not Abaddon. It's Jensen Ackles. Um, now the gates of hell, <laughs> it's just an open door, baby. And he but, just but, makes no, out with is, you before you get there, it. <laughs> Abaddon is the angel of the abyss, and that is one thing that I caught on to in this movie that I was like, mm, no, because I do have a, you know, slight interest in demons and the supernatural, occult, whatever. Yeah. Um, but but Ab- Abaddon is the destroyer. Abaddon is the angel of the abyss. There is no one who guards the gates of hell. However, so in a security problem. Th- there is a <laughs> set of scripture called the Gnostic text, which is very questionable in origin. Yeah, However, um, in those texts, whether or not they are reliable, Abaddon is the one who gathered the earth for God to make humans out of. That's so where that the whole Mary Magdalene and Jesus had a, a Yes. Mary Magdalene yeah. was not a hooker. She was yeah. his wife. Yeah. They're on and so forth. All that stuff. <laughs> Can't she be both? Well, thank you. Yes! Right? Uh, thank you! <laughs> thank you. Your knowledge about demons is Baal's out. You're, oh, I love you. Thank you. <laughs> so just if you're wanting the hot new hot, hot club, hell, no doorman, go in whenever you want. <laughs> go in! No, see, see, in our fanfic, that's what it was, is I can't remember what, I really want to say it was something way too close to Steve, but the idea <laughs> was, is that you don't, you don't just get Steve. let into the gates of hell, um, this guy is gonna beat the shit out of you until you give up, uh, and then you can I go I love that hell. you wrote some Bible fanfiction Dude, with a doorman real, named Steve. I, I do not have this document, we had it on a, 
Google Doc Drive, and I asked for it so many times. But the the finale, it's Steve. There's we have all of this beautiful, beautiful shit. His name is Steve. You have to fight Steve to get into hell, and you have to give up. But our main character, I also cannot remember his name, but he is constantly in flames. And the way that our fanfic ends is that the world does not end with a bang, but with a David Bowie meme on an electric tiger. <laughs> and that is really all that's important. <laughs> the world does not end with a bang, but with a David Bowie This is meme. a real journey we went on. <laughs> if that's how the world ends, I'm much happier. I, I have like plans to rewrite this one day because it was beautiful. Please move on before I continue. Hell out for me. <laughs> yeah, right? We're going to move on to 2018 and uh, the country of South Korea, uh, which I'm sorry, let's be honest here. South Korea is one of the most interesting film industries in the yes. entire world for like 15 years now. Yeah. For of so many almost reasons. every genre, but very specifically with horror, I would yeah, say. Yeah, very much. I remember um, my essentially introduction to South Korean film was that Fantastic Fest. It was with the movie The Host, yeah. Bong Joon Ho's, and like the premiere there, and I was just like, what, what the, the fuck, fuck is happening in South Korea? And yeah. then, like, the years after that, Fantastic Fest kind of caught on to that and started, like, there's a lot of South Korean movies there. And, like, I'm that, that introduction and what's come since, like, in the crime movie, the action films, the horror films, like, everything's been killer. I was going to say, I think it's something closer to crime, but it was considered horror. It was very recent. I don't remember the name of it. I think Parasite? it was... Parasite! Yes! Yeah. So, that when, director, yeah. when that played, yeah. Bong Joon-ho, uh, they had Bong Joon-ho show up at the Alamo Drafthouse, the, the flagship of the entire chain in Austin, South Lamar location, and they renamed the theater the Bong yeah. Joon-ho Theater. I have a... I was... I have a picture on my phone from it. I, was like, I do, too. Yeah, I was just like, this is fucking cool. Because, like... One of the, it was like Fantastic Fest three, I think, when the host played yeah. three or four. It very was like, early, very yeah. early, and it was like I got in early on Bong Joon Ho because of that experience. Yeah, and his film before that, Memories of Murder. Yeah, so which good. is also like a really good companion piece to Zodiac. Came out the same year as Zodiac. Very similar themes. Like he's like kind of on par with Fincher already oh, of like totally. in the shit he was doing. Like he's a master filmmaker, obviously. What's the thing is like, he's far from the only great filmmaker coming from that, South yeah. Korea. There's so many. And this film, Ganjiam Haunted Asylum is the third most ho- watched horror film in South Korea after the incredible A Tale of Two Sisters, yeah, which so everyone good. should absolutely see, and Phone, which is also really good, but it's a little more commercial. Yeah. You know, it's a, Tell it's, Two Sisters, though, is... Tell Two Sisters oh, is an amazing yeah. mindfuck of a film. It takes place in the real and genuinely abandoned Ganjiam Psychiatric Hospital in South Korea, which at one point CNN uh, Travel called it one of the seven scariest places to go to in the entire world. Which they utilize in the film. But this was actually so popular that the government ended up uh, destroying the place because so many people were coming out there and getting hurt and shit like because and it's a huge facility they couldn't get the rights to film here they ended up filming it in an abandoned high school apparently in uh, i forget where it was but like somewhere else in south korea and they but they were very careful to try because they were able to go into the the psych uh the facility to take pictures and to get the layout and they had the blueprints so they did everything they could to try and make it exactly like be the layout and the matching and the way it really was like just found even down to shit that they found in the rooms and yeah. stuff to make it as accurate as possible to that now here's the thing if you like found footage films a lot you have probably seen a film or 
uh, films called Grave Encounters, uh, which are okay. They're all right. I mean, I'm not a huge fan, but I'm like, I like them. Like, they're all right. Uh, I really like the guys who made it. I think like uh, every time I, I've met the director once, I, I've seen both of them and went like, yeah, these are fun, but they're not quite at the point where I find them scary at all. And the idea is, and there's so many found footage films with this concept, a bunch of paranormal investigators go, hey, we're going to go and do a thing, a broadcast about this supposedly haunted place and then the haunted place gets the better of them and they all die <laughs> ganjam haunted asylum is decidedly that film only i think this is the best of all it of them for, for this <laughs> and partially because i think it touches on some of the stuff that made wreck and wreck 2 so good with the deviations from like the scary like wait what is reality aspects that they they really play with very effectively there's a whole setup with like th- this is a very professional crew going into here and uh the idea is that if you go into this hospital there's a room room 402 in the intensive care unit unit that's locked and no one has ever been to open able to open it but the moment you if you really really try to that's when you're going to get killed yeah. you'll die if you try to go into 402 you'll get cursed whether you i think they say whether you fall into a coma or yeah. you kill yourself, or there's like one other variation of semi self inflicted harm. It's cursed. So, uh, this producer who runs a YouTube channel called Horror Times goes like, okay, we're going to do this. He gets six people, three girls and three boys, some of which have worked with him before, some of which are there largely because they're kind of models. It's yeah. like a group date. <laughs> and, they're, and they're like marks. Yeah. And the producer has got a tent outside of the place where he's got all the production equipment, where all their cameras are live feeding into, so he can manipulate all the, the footage into a live broadcast for this thing. Um, and they're, in there, you know, investigating the place. And, you know, at first it's very, you know, what you expect from this sort of thing. It's this broken down hospital. There's lots of shit everywhere. There's like a bunch of creepy stuff you'd expect to find in a psychiatric hospital that's been closed for decades in there. And they split up into groups. But as it goes along, more and more creepy stuff start starts happening. And honestly, it's not really long at all before they realize we can't escape this place. We are fucking trapped in this place. And shit is fucking hardcore bad. Yeah. <laughs> we need yes. to leave. Well, and even the guy outside is having shit, like, really fucking with this the stuff. The power goes down. There's spooky noises outside his tent. And the people within, we get to this point in the movie where it is revealed that some of the stuff that they have done, the producer and the two guys that are normally on his team, are totally into the fact that they are the ones making these scary effects. Yeah, that's fake. But yeah. as the movie progresses, we have the oh shit, oh shit issue of, we didn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Which again, is elements we've seen in a lot of yeah. films like this. The thing I love about, this movie is, it's like, that is a trope. And it's usually done via, like, it's a small detail, but in movies like this where they are manufacturing the scares, they're usually done in a way where, like, you would have to be a fucking professional Hollywood team to produce that scare. And in this movie, they're subtle enough where it's very believable that it's stuff that they could do. It like, is almost believable simply because they, the, they do a spiritual ritual and they had to inv- to to bring out the violent spirits 
which is gonna go well, right? And and that this this the there's there are multiple parts to this offering spell ritual, but part of the main part of the ritual is burning this um, talisman that a monk quote unquote readily or like willingly provided to them. Um, but the the one thing that I did think about with this ritual is that so it's like this spider web of yarn and they have all these bells hanging from it and my guy let me tell you what that would take so fucking long to set up (laughs) having set up things like this it would take so much fucking longer than one of the elements i love about foreign films (laughs) with horror is that like this just would have been a ouija board in an american film and here it's like oh this is like and i get this certain amount of like eh, people are uncomfortable with the idea like oh it's foreign and interesting that's racist okay whatever like for me i'm like that's interesting but there is no a, it's I'm ritual like, there's a- like, it's cool because we don't see people doing that here I, I, and I it like- adds a sort of level of like wow that's so much more elaborate and interesting than just a ouija board it adds a whole new level of like i feel it, it, dis- even in South Korea, it does be, because be as, like familiar with that either you know? yeah exactly in so many aspects of ritual there is a, a an overlying statement or sense that you must believe in this thing for it to work. And while they are performing this ritual to call out the malevolent, vindictive spirits, they are instructing this girl that has no idea of how this ritual is supposed to go before she is being instructed to do it. So the fact that she just has to follow these basic steps and that it still works without her belief is kind of a big deal. Yeah, no, I absolutely agreed. I don't know, man. It's like the more I, and this is my second time watching it. Um, I do, I, I really, I do regularly this thing where I, I, I'm a big horror nerd as I should be obvious being on the show. And I'm like, always looking for those things, those hidden gems, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, most of the time, those are things coming from foreign countries where you're like, okay, what is this? Like a festival you missed. You didn't get to see that good one. And this came as a result of like, what are the best foreign language horror films search, which I probably do like every two months <laughs> trying to search something. <laughs> what have I missed? And I uh, found, I think it was on Amazon. I can't remember. It's like, Oh, Oh, okay. Yeah. Th- this is there. It really, I I'm watching it going like, Oh God, it's another one of these. And it's not even that you can say everything else was influenced by it because this actually came out after most of the stuff this reminds no. you of. Mm-hmm. It's a movie but that's it just does it better. <laughs> it's a movie influenced by the genre. Just well, way more thought out and not, to harp on this, we're talking about this again. It's not a line in the sand for me, but it is a line. It's an indication of quality in a found footage movie. Is like why, like why is the camera on? Why is it working so well? And this movie solves it so easily and simply. It's like it's, a, it's a web stream. Yeah, it's a live stream. And yeah, there, are, there are just GoPros that are literally strapped to harnesses on their bodies that show their face and what's in front of them. Yeah, there's no like I need to turn this off or on. I'm holding this like. It's going. The Cut follower, to whatever the whole, the whole stream is valid. The follower counter graphic, though, in it is not believable to me. The which part? When, when it's showing the follower counter all, all the time and it oh. keeps going up and yeah. down all over the place. Like that, that, I think they could have done better with that because it's, that's, that's the reason why they keep streaming. It's just because there's so many followers that are I on did. there. But I, I didn't really believe that. No, and that's the thing that it's like, 
I feel like it's in every movie. It's bad. When any computer interface, it looks false, <laughs> yeah. right? Yes. It looks so. But like the it motive, was one of the first movies to start doing that kind of live stream yeah. thing, though. So True. I think it's they kind of held a mirror life. to us, and then we started uh, doing it. Over here. It's, it's, aforementioned screen life effect. Mm-hmm. Yes, this, but, like, which it's not all like that, but it is an element of the film for sure. And the what does ring true is the motivation of the producer, like the maniacal producer of this podcast, who's just, or this stream show, whatever, who is just like hell bent on getting big, big views to get the money from it. Like in his, like, because they are faking it because he has people on the inside and because there's, they are in reality, not even like skeptics, just non-believers. Yeah. They're just there for the, like his, like, just go, just keep filming. Like it's scary in there, of course, cause it's an empty building. It's scary. Like just do it, just do it. And then and the fact that he's recording in the product of found footage where like, there is that element of like, it feels real. Like throughout. And then even when she goes super wrong and at the point where he's just like almost like maniacally just like, we're fucking going in there. Like you, ah! by that point you buy it. Like when he goes in by himself, like you Fuck buy it. his motivation kind of thing. <laughs> there is, I would like to touch upon, we have kind of gone through the legend of most of these other movies and this movie, like the others, does have a legend behind it. And so this is a, an area of South Korea called Nanjung. Um, or it is the Nanjung Hospital. Um, and so there are rumors, mysteries, that the asylum in the first place was built either on a mass grave of brutally murdered resistant soldiers. Um, but there's also a second side relating of that, to that, um, that the asylum was not an asylum in actuality, but in fact a government facility disguised as an asylum to torture and gather information. There is a head doctor whose name I did not write down. (laughs) However, um, it is said that she, that, that there was a mass suicide in the asylum and that after this mass suicide, there is debate on whether the doctor went missing and or that she in fact hung herself in the building and that her neck was stretched over a foot long after she hung herself. I, I like a lot of the way that some of the, when they deliver those background elements that they play into the whole discovery aspect of this, like things they're finding. It's very, um, let's go to the microfiche and find files, but in a more direct way, they're finding little pieces. And a lot of that happens after they already realize they're fucked. Yeah. You know, <laughs> uh, which I like. It's like not even, this film is not a slow build film. It, it gets going pretty fast. Um, and it gets pretty creepy, and I l- really love, by the end, I feel like it's, it's getting abstract in a very rec two sort of way. Like, what is, what, what, reality overlapping with this, like, other realm type thing, but all that ties into these facts you've been given before, which gives it weight, makes it feel like it really means something. I don't know. I, I, I found this genuinely scary, but I know, Drew, you said that this was not one of your favorites that you watched of the Yeah, the I mean, I, I don't think it was genuinely scary, um, but I do like the fact that they, they, they establish that once you get out of the asylum, you're still pretty screwed. Like once you're, yep. once you're, the like, if you're still on the grounds, yeah, then Deadstream is kind of does that as well that we talked about earlier. And I think that's the most effective part of it when they actually do go outside and you have this kind of now, like, classic moment with, with, um, 
you know, a lifeless spirit that's just, and it becomes this kind of trope too with found footage where it's just, it's just this one being that's just, uh, sitting there not doing anything and, and you're just <laughs> sitting there screaming and wondering when it's going to jump out and attack you. And it's done really, really well in this. Like, I think it one, is one of the best, like, uses yeah. I've seen, seen of it and just this white figure that, that the actual spirit that's, that's, um, waiting to, to kill them all. And of course it does. And, I, and when they leave the grounds, that's the one of the first, like, legit great scares. Agreed. Yeah. Is when that, uh, is it Charlotte? Is that her name? Yes, remember. Charlotte is the dancer girl who the has, her family born, is in right? America. Yeah, like, in, like, when she gets essentially Charlotte possessed. Moon. Like, fully possessed in her, like, eyes go black, starts the, the chanting thing, and it's just like. Full supernatural with the, demon. With the GoPro <laughs> right on the face, and the other girl's like, uh, that shit is like. Really disturbing. Yeah, great use of the way they have because everybody has to wear as part of the deal their own GoPro, so, like pointed right at their face and run out the nose shots for sure. Man, yeah. they get some super creepy shit out of that yeah. for sure, uh, especially and, with possession being a part the, of it. it yeah, because that's not like a in found footage and haunting. Like I love a a found footage like ghost thing. Like, and we were talking about the balance of Blair Witch to Hell House. Like, what like how are you gonna represent the, your horror element? In a found footage movie, ghosts gives you the most like, like legit ghosts and not an actual figure or a physical threat gives you the most leeway to like get inventive with your scares. And they really get a lot of use out of it in this movie because it could be as simple as a scarf flying up or like your arm getting stuck behind a wall. Like the world's your oyster. Ghosts. I I, I, I totally agree. And I think that there is an element that the characters in the, like, in most movies like this, do not get to acknowledge right off the bat is, ooh, something spooky happened, which means that something supernatural has interacted with an inanimate physical object. Why the fuck do you think that they can't interact with an animate physical object? (laughs) Oh, look how that goes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I mean, this worked for me. I I think of this as when, when someone's like, what's the best paranormal like uh investigator uh found footage this to me is the one i go this is the best one uh, for me it worked, it worked, i watched this in the daytime at my office <laughs> full, <laughs> window light coming through on a computer you not got freaked the, out not the ideal way to watch and i got freaked out it was ended and i was working in an office and i was just like Ooh. <laughs> like you know it was just like it, oh, yeah, it, no. it affected me pretty well like i was impressed by it I- after watching this, I usually I usually sleep with my closet door open, but it was after watching this film, it was one of those things where the darkness of my closet looked very suspicious, and the bra hanging off of my mirror in the corner of my room was highly suspect. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was, it, was it, it carried through with me, and it was, I, I really enjoyed towards the end of this film. Throughout history, there is a large connection between spirituality and emotion and fucking water. Yeah. And we get a lot of that in a number of these films, and specifically in the Wreck movies, having... there, there There's a bathtub, and there's a bathtub in this movie, and just having that be a transition point through worlds in which this is the I, I i don't know just the bathtub is the transition point Gross because bathtub it is a water is a thing in these dude things. it is yeah. fucking corpses <laughs> and shit and everything but no that there is i think that that 
this ties for me between to to wreck two simply because you do have this sinister demonic aspect and we have our characters taken into a space that should be the space that we are expecting but it is much larger and complex and more sinister than we actually expected and just having that 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 gateway yeah. if you will between the two now i i'm gonna say that most i would say most found footage films are supernatural to some degree in base it's my favorite right? flavor yeah. um and like even with our show today i think they're like what is that man bites dog is not and I no, guess uh, that's Frank, a straight serial killer movie. Uh, Frankenstein's Army. It depends on how you define supernatural. That's like, not supernatural. Like, not that's weird science. Cult, but, yeah, yeah, but like I mean, it's a weird <laughs> it's a science. Stretch. But yeah. it's like yeah. there. It's there. It's connected to some level. But ghost stuff is very or demons are very common with found footage stuff. Our last film breaks away from the original film of the series because this is a sequel. The first film was called Unfriended, which was a supernatural ghost based um, yeah. uh, screen life found footage film I as i keep mentioning here you, wait you you didn't watch the original no well, i did uh, not see the one i only saw the two i didn't care for the original myself That's i think the okay. original fucking rips and i think this movie's just fine yeah. I, uh, I know you do I, I i remember i watched it and it was like boring seen stuff like this before the only thing that makes this different is that they're doing it all where you watch it through a computer screen okay didn't care for it. The second film has nothing to do with the first film other than it's another screen life film of that. We're watching the whole thing on a computer screen and, you know, everything that comes with it modern day. This is 2018. This, so there's a lot of modern apps and it can flip This back was and my forth. least favorite out of all of them. Well, we'll get there. This is directed by Steven Susco, who is a writer of horror before. This is the only film he's directed. He wrote the American remakes of The Grudge and The Grudge 2 and Texas Chainsaw 3D. I actually like The Grudge and The Grudge 2, the American remakes. I... Not so much Texas Chainsaw 3D. No, The Grudge, yeah, their first Grudge remake is pretty good yeah. see now now i don't know if because i have definitely seen grudge one and two but i don't know if they were the remakes <laughs> were there americans no was buffy the vampire slayer in it no sir the, she was not okay that's the japanese yeah, one said yeah where was, um, was grudge two but screen life is it blew up at a certain point, because I was looking at the list, I'm like, wow, there's actually a lot now. Like, even recently we had Spree, uh, Searching mm -hmm. was one with John Cho that's great. Remember, remember Open Windows? Yeah, Open Windows with Elijah Wood, mm -hmm. a host, which was a big success on Netflix. Huge, yeah. Um, uh, The Den, which they consider to be a very major influence for this film, which in fact, there's an Easter egg in this film that references The Den as well. Ah. Um, a film I keep meaning to watch. I'm curious if any of y'all have seen Megan is Missing, because there was a viral uh -uh. thing a few months back where people were like, have you seen Megan is have Missing? Megan? Where they were getting very, like, people were getting very, like, oh, this is one of the scariest movies I've ever seen, and uh -huh. I still not watched it. I, I've heard from other horror critics, I don't know what's going on with that, but that... It's not that scary. <laughs> yeah, I haven't watched it. Yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll watch it at some point. But there's there's also We're All Coming to the World Fair that this kind of reminded me of. That's, that's Which I've not seen that. Yeah. Oh, see, see, this it's movie as a whole, I really enjoyed the idea of it. There were places where it didn't carry through for me. I didn't super care for some of the acting. However... As a concept, I did really enjoy 
this film. I thought it was a neat idea. I thought that there were a couple of plot twists that were kind of clever. But overall, it was one of those films where... Like, like, my boyfriend has seen the first one. I haven't seen the first one. I've just now watched the second one. And I do enjoy it for that fact. And I, from what I know, the first one is very, very different. But I do want to spread the second movie. Yeah, like, first, I, th- I think it's worth watching. First one is Ghost Online. This one is a Technofear movie, if you will. Um, yeah. And it does almost everybody in this, if you watch a lot of, like, young people television you've seen. <laughs> like, almost all of them are like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Young I, I've seen television? That. You know what I mean. Like, CW <laughs> shows, that sort of thing. Like, Rebecca Rittenhouse, who's one of the big characters in here, was on, like, the yes, Mindy Project and Into the Dark and yada, yada. Um, uh, Colin Woodle, who plays the lead character, Matthias, uh, plays one of the lead roles on the Purge television series. Yes. Which, by the way, was deeply underrated, and I'm ashamed of them for canceling it, because I actually thought it was really, really good series. He was on the, he plays the, uh, Aiden on the originals on CW. I don't know. The, almost everybody in this has got a, a, a thing of background. Got a name yeah. already. And this I, is Blumhouse. Yeah. So almost everybody has also been in at least one Blumhouse project. In mm-hmm. fact, one of the actresses in here has been in like four, I think, uh, Blumhouse projects here. Uh, Betty Gabriel, who, uh, plays Nari in here. She's been in Get Out, Upgrade, and The Purge Election Year. And I, then she's in I recognize her. Yeah. Yeah, she's yeah. the only the recognizable figure from this movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in fact, I, I laughed because when this was uh, the first press for this was actually the director launched the trailer on the actual dark web. Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> you know it's called dark net. Nobody in real life calls it dark net. You call no. it dark web. But yeah. uh, it's uh, the onion. They uh, they <laughs> edited on Tor browser. Or the onion yeah, exactly. browser. They, they edited the trailer the footage of the movie with ADR to have them change it to dark web rather than dark net uh, and the things they're saying. But no, that's just it. It's about the dark net. It m- is. And it's, it's, it's one of those things where having been a teenager when the dark web was really coming into like somewhat Our mainstream record. Yeah, yeah. Coming to the conversation period. One of those things that br- they bring up like Silk Road and Lowly City like, yes, I have heard of those things. Those are real places. The, the plot is that Ma- Matthias uh, works at a cyber cafe. Uh, somebody leaves a laptop in the lost and found and he takes it home. Uh, he lies to his friends uh, online where this starts where he's just chatting with his friends online about like, hey, I got a new laptop. And he's got a girlfriend, Amaya, played by an actual deaf, deaf actress. Uh, and... Like he's like, oh, I built this sign language app, and it's going to work much better. Papaya, the sign. It helps him to communicate to her versus her to communicate to him, which is the issue. She understands him perfectly well most of the time, and part of the conflict in this movie is her being like. I understand you just fine. You can't understand fucking me. <laughs> but he keeps getting messages from people once he's like into this thing. And there, there's autofill for like the username and password for multiple sites, including Facebook. 
And so he just kind of logs into his own shit at first, but then those things are saved in his browser, and he goes and takes a peek, and yeah. it's like women being like, what are you sending the ticket? You well, said you would pay for he it. Gets, he gets contacted by the, quote, owner of the laptop, like, fuck you, how dare you steal my laptop, I want it back. He's like, yeah, 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 I want to give you your laptop back, fuck, I fucked up. But then he sees things, a message from someone about a payment they received from this person for a video, mm. and <laughs> he starts going, wait, what? That's a huge amount of money. And he starts realizing this web, this uh, laptop's connected to the dark web. Uh, he realizes that, um, there's a bunch of hidden videos on the laptop. And then he realized that these hidden videos are videos of women being tortured and killed. And then suddenly people are the, the person who first contacts him, whose name is Nora C is spelled Sharon backwards, yeah. which is, yes. uh, you know, I mean, the, 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 and that's, that's Sharon the, is well, you were talking the... about the, the gates of hell earlier, but uh, yeah, but Sharon is the one that uh, takes you over across the river stick. Well, no, yes. no, no, the guardian is Steve. No, that's right. No, <laughs> the guardian is Cerberus. And see, that's actually one of those things from our earlier episode that technically, if you go back into non-Christian mythology, is that Cerberus is the guard to the gate of hell. There is a guard of gate of right. hell. Not just to the gates of heaven, Sharon, Sharon but is Sharon just a, is your fairy. Yeah, the is there Wi-Fi man. in hell? That's really what I want to know. <laughs> yeah, right. It I'm depends like, on it how good you were, Drew. It, it's only three G. <laughs> that's on the that's on the third G. Yeah, Two G. The, the um, realm. and that element is like probably the creepiest part of this movie that works when they start like looking through those videos. Yeah, and it's like the one part of this film that, like it worked well for me, but just in general, like spoiler, like dorky hackers. I'm not that scared of you. Like, 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 what? It's not very scary. But this scares They're wearing hoodies. Like, this scares the, the, the like, because the, the guy in question, who's like the first one they set up as being the main villain, you're like, oh, this guy's scary. And he's like, I will fucking kill you. And in fact, there's a serious situation early on through the videos where mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, I will do this and look at me doing it. But then you realize this guy is nothing. This guy is a middleman just trying to make money. I am like just this, the ferryman. There, yeah, he's just the ferryman. <laughs> And there's this higher level of like probably billionaires who Human pay for the shit who are just like, uh, no. And the moment they're aware that like, and he, you know, there's a point where he goes, okay, fine. Okay, fine. Let I'm me just show person. you my face. Here's my face. It's fine. You don't realize we're all going to get killed unless but we it, wrap this but up. But it does turn out that that's a lie, too. Uh, I mean, to some level. No, it really doesn't. Yeah. Everybody gets fucking killed. We don't know what happens to the Sharon. Yeah, we never know whether, to do, what degree. But maybe, we know everybody no, else maybe gets killed. Maybe he got fucked, too. No, they were waiting for someone to, the, the plot of the movie is like, they're waiting for someone to take the computer. So no, no, no. Right. You're right, because at the end... We have several video streams going. Over the course of this movie, the characters that we see on screen do not fucking make it to the end. Because the laptop that dude bro stole was in fact planted so that they could take over somebody's quote-unquote game Well, this night. is our most full spoiler episode. <laughs> we, we are a full spoiler cafe. show, Chris! We are. We are. A yeah. cyber cafe it hasn't existed since, like, the year 2000. Yeah. 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 No, I no, traveled no. back in time to a yeah. cyber cafe. It's not a cyber cafe! But no, they purposefully 
Full spoiler, they purposely leave this laptop here so that somebody picks it up and they can pick people off Which on video know, for a profit. And you're like, context, okay, cyber cafes exist. They did exist. I'm like, okay, sure. I actually found this all very, very, very scary. Much more scary than the idea of a ghost online. Way which better. I always find super dumb. Well, here's like, a, a ghost, ghost in the internet. But, he, but if the ghost can haunt the house, why think if they host the computer? I don't know. It just, for some reason, that's my disconnect. There is something point. scary about like, yeah. it's not a, it's This is kind of a home invasion movie, I but it's really it, like a laptop invasion movie. And I, that's frightening when, you, when something that yeah. you've. It's, it's, it's a very intimate thing that you really put a lot of trust into, and then suddenly it's it's being taken over and you're being I, controlled what, suddenly, and you're, all, all your. Yeah. Your circle of friends are being controlled too. Yeah, I One found it very scary. Part of the disconnect scary. for me was the fact that there were clearly edited YouTube videos that they would show before attacking a character in this film. People were getting picked off. And while that part was to me inaccurate or unrealistic that you would be able to edit a video of shit in that amount of time, that's a person being able to know your location, come find you, and put an end to you in that amount of time. That's not all that unreasonable. Have you ever done any video editing? I have, Chris, and it takes so much fucking time! So you learn shortcuts over time. I will say you, I, I don't do, do it a lot anymore, but if you, like, have a bunch of, like, shortcuts built in, like, apps, you can do some pretty impressive stuff the, the, pretty There fast. is a very large difference... Between using $800 Adobe software True. versus I paid nothing for the software. Yeah. You're like, I was using Final Cut Pro and I was always impressed, which was yes. stolen. So it's not and, shaky cam that Madeline's uh, and I was always, with. It's, it's, I was it's, always it's, very impressed with all the shit that like you could buy as add-ons that were like just... Do two ninety nine. Well, that, well my, that's part of my you issue. You see a software tutorial first, and, they, and then they. <laughs> exactly. Part of my like, major issue with this movie versus the first movie is like the suspension of belief of like what you can and can't do as a hacker. Like with the video, like I really hate it in the modern horror found footage stuff. But, like the digital videos, like minute, minute, like freezing and like. That's right. shit, I just find it grading. And it's, I, it's, I did it's find a, that annoying. It's a cheap yeah. trope. I, and it, I, I haven't done a lot. Then you start thinking, is this, is this, is this something that's like otherworldly for a second? Or is it, yes, is it, no, or is exactly. this some kind of, is yeah. he wearing like a, a jammer you know? or and just, something right. like just that? Just aesthetically, it's annoying. And then like thematically and like plot wise, it's like, how does this work? And it's and not it, scary. And it's not scary. Distortions. This Com- no, it's already scary enough on its own. The idea that you are presenting, I felt like, was the fact that I am able to access all of your data, I am able to hook up to your laptop and see every fucking thing that you are doing, everything that you are saying. I feel like that's scary enough without having the uh, blurry, pixely, yeah. you can't see my well, face on the and screen. And I think the problem with it is that type of stuff is scary in theory, but it's not scary cinematically. So that's why you have that digital whatever to give discomfort. But it really is, it comes off as annoying, which happens in the first Unfriended, sure. But the reason why I prefer the first film is when it's supernatural. Sure, fucking, whatever the anything hell. Goes. Anything goes. <laughs> sure, it's like, so like. But I, I feel like it's, this, I mean, this is the same thing because, well, all right. So we were talking about this, like, how much do we really know about higher levels of hacking? And I dark know, web. I've like know a lot of stuff about that I read, but I don't know the 
details. I think we're all kind of on the same page there. Like, I don't really know if you were like a master hacker, which they definitely exist. Yes. You can really, really fuck your shit up really fast. I don't really know how they do it or what the details are, but I know it happens. I feel like this accomplishes exactly the same thing. And to me, it's scarier because it makes it plausible. See, it does make it plausible. Plausibility in horror is like, I don't give a fuck. Give me, <laughs> oh, come on, man. Because you know what the deal is? If there's super hackers and they're going to send people to kill me, I have a chance to fucking kill them. If it's a ghost and it just lifts me up in the air, what am I going to do? Right. Like, Can you see that? It's like the that pos- is, we'll see how this goes. That Hold is on. how I okay. No, Alan, I totally agree. That is how I feel about most horror. For me, most what horror is, that actually <laughs> gets under my skin is the shit with demons, ghosts, that kind of... Sh- the stuff that you can't stop from a wall. Yeah. And the aspects that they explore in this, for example, there's a portion where they take... There's a character in this movie who has a normal podcast. You know, like we do. And they take snippets of his podcast and set <laughs> and make a call from his computer... From a virtual phone, which is not at all an absurd idea in this day and age. I have made a WhatsApp call or Facebook call from my number. Sure. And that they have this audio of him saying the shit cut and clipped. That is not all. Alan, look. Alan's got a Ouija board in his lap right now. Well, I, I have like have six a, of like, these at home. Don't be worried. Right, I'm just like, <laughs> ghost, ghost in the machine. Is Alan right? Chris, where is the crystal quartz that is supposed to be in the middle of that planchette, huh? It's, where is it, huh? It's, it's, it's yes. Alan is right. No, there's a hole. So. Il y a un trou. Unfriended <laughs> one is better than unfriended dark web. Be fair. When the I spirits on, claim when it. When I went on Amazon, I'm like, spirit board, Ouija board. They just put up the one that was put out by Parker Brothers. If there was another one... No, no, no. Those, I, like, had the b- soaked in the blood of Madame Blatavasky or something, <laughs> I would have gotten it. I own a Ouija board that is a puzzle. It is a four-piece puzzle, but there is, there is like, a little... It's it's all in Spanish. I got it from a half-price books, like, biannual sale. It was two fucking dollars. But I have a Ouija board like this, but it's four puzzle pieces so that you are able to take apart the gateway, according <laughs> to the booklet. I swear to God, um, I keep looking at the but it's on not it there, the, waiting it's for not it to this move. one. <laughs> this <laughs> one is the one that I have all of my clothing printed on because I have an obsession with, with Ouija, Ouija board She's printed clothing. Wearing a Ouija board T-shirt <laughs> right now. I am. It's from it's from our House of Torment back in 2021. But this this right here that Alan is holding, no, I have a puzzle board, and part of what it talks about in the booklet that it comes with is so that the spirit board can be disassembled without breaking through to the other world. Look, all that's to say, <laughs> ghosts are scary. Hackers are not. And this, and this, and this. And you say like a, that, like a guy has not been hacked. Well, you know, I have, but like, it, it, hackers are frustrating, and hackers could fuck up your like life. But it's not scary. It's you can annoying. get shot, according to this movie. Yeah, but it's all like my point is, it doesn't. It's, it's, 
the digital thing and they're overcoming for you. We never like it. Just it's just, it's just annoying to me. It's this like, this was my least favorite film out oh, of wow. the nine that we watched. That would be Blair Witch Project for me. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> I know, <laughs> but like I, you know, I mean, I think it's, it comes down to the subjectiveness of what you find scary. Ultimately, like like what you find funny. Like for me, I genuinely find what people are capable of doing scary. I mean, yes, and maybe because it's at one point I was a high profile public figure online, and I remember thinking about that, going like, "What do I exactly do to protect myself?" Yeah. Because I if feel... someone even faintly but knew a, what they were doing, there was a twist. They could fuck with my life in a. Huge I understand that, but the, the presentation of that scariness is important, and like the technology that's employed here, and it could be the ignorance that I have. But nonetheless, mm-hmm. it it comes closer to like fucking like the movie hackers from the nineties. No, 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 no! I it's, totally agree it, with it's, that. It's, it's, Don't it's, fuck with hackers, dude. No, like, but like it's not, not fucking, Angelina no, Jolie. No, no, no. Yeah, not, hacker, not, not fucking with Chris. Relating to, to no. if it was relating the whole time. to, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, if it had been Angelina Jolie, it was the head of that. Yeah, you didn't stay for the post credits. It was hack the world. It was just those people hacking the world. Oh right, yeah, the guy from because that that that's that concept that. I can take your snippets of your of your voice and make it into something entirely different, which is a problem that we face, honestly, in a lot of media today, is that if I am here and I speak three paragraphs in a row, you could take those three paragraphs and cut them up, and if you arrange them in the right order... I mean something entirely different than yeah. what I said originally. I actually read an article just a few <laughs> weeks ago about like I, you know we know about uh, the face morphing stuff that's going on. What do you call it now? When the uh, there's there's uh, this uh, entire deep fake. YouTube yeah. channel. But there's yeah. things that people don't talk about. Audio deep fakes are incredibly easy to do now. Oh yes, and there's like apps you can just get that are not legal, but you can get on the dark web. You download that, you just like feed in the audio and say, "No, I needed to sound like this person," and it just does it like that. No, no, just there, does there it. it. Just does it. They could it's, definitely update this movie. And, there and, and, and is add some, add a some, YouTube uh, channel stuff. totally that I cannot remember the name of. However, they usually do a holiday special. And what their specialty on this YouTube channel is, is taking the voices and faces of well-known actors and grafting them onto another actor's body so that it looks perfectly natural, perfectly like it sure. would be this person. Have you seen the guy who yeah! does Tom- Have you seen the guy who does Tom Cruise on Tim- TikTok now? No! Oh, he's amazing. I don't know who he, I've never seen his real face. I'm sure it's out there somewhere. It really he's not looks like him. It's, and he's doing magic tricks. And look, he's like, like, it's a deep fake thing where he goes out and he's like, apparently even running his audio as well through the Tom, the, the filter to make him sound like Tom Cruise. Cause you're like, this is Tom Cruise. When I first saw it, I was like, have you seen what Tom Cruise is doing on TikTok? I was convinced it's too. Not him. This is, it's this like, is... uh, uh, there's like every once in a while, there'll be a moment you can see a little bit of a, a Jimmy, a little bit of a shake. You're like, wait, what? Something's off, but it's really good. I'm like, it's just that easy. This is just this random TikTok guy. That's his whole deal. And he's actually done it now where he gets other people to do other celebrities with yeah, him. Yeah, and yeah. he like, has them also no, no, no. like with yeah. him. They like, do a holiday there's a Lady special. Gaga one recently with him and Lady Gaga. And you're like, there's... it's not real, but it looks a hundred percent real. It does. It looks a hundred. I think we are talking about the same YouTube That's channel. Scary. And it, no, that's the thing. Yeah, you're not Tom Cruise or Lady Gaga. It is scary, Alex. It is absolutely terrifying because 
as far as a viewer who does not know what this channel is, it is entirely real. Look, I'm- it is entirely that person, but unrelated and connected to the Gonji Jam um, movie that we are talking about. Oh, we're talking about Dark Web now. Oh no! Oh wow! I was oh, it say, still works happening? though uh, because wine. haunted buildings. Oh wait, no, not haunted. Buildings. I'm just saying, if you're I'll come back there, to this later. <laughs> if you're out there and you're a really, really enhanced hacker, and you want to show Alan why this is scary, show Alan. <laughs> I'm just saying, like uh, his phone number. Hold on, let me look it up. <laughs> no, I got his home address here. Uh-huh. Let me look. That yeah, up. If, yeah, whatever. If you're a hacker, come see me. We can talk Violence about it. ensued. Come, you see, Alan's like sentiment. Come at me, bro. No. And my point is like <laughs> That's what he just said. He said, come at me. No, my point is it could ruin your life, but no. it's not scary. Could be. Unless and, you and, get and, shot and dead si- by swan. It's not scary cinematically. Let me but the idea here is that they're more than that. It's not just someone doxing you. These are people who are like, Yeah, we've got this he- cult a of craven organization. That are murdering yeah. people and if we wanna in fact, one of the scariest things I found out about this one after the fact, there's a point where Killed by police thing, you know, yep. like suicide by cops. Swatting people, uh, they, yeah. the, the term swatting is a real term. Yeah. Yes. That people have done that online for real where they were like set up and hacked the police department to say there are people with guns in this location right views. now going aggressively to kill someone. Yeah. But that has happened. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that is, that's not scary to you? No. That's, that is scary. That is scary. It's just, I don't know. The movie just didn't work for me. All no, right, I, I really, there, there were aspects of this movie that did not work for me. And there was a point in the acting that I have mentioned before in which I got really, really tired of, yeah. oh, to me, there was overextended a- scenes of being teary and snotty. And uh, I was just, uh, I was like, Look I know you can die. Project. I know you're <laughs> destined to die. Can you please die so I don't have to listen to you crying and sniveling no, no, any I, longer? I, 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 mean, I don't think any of the actors are bad per se. I think mainly it's a first time director issue here where it's like i don't i don't think these are bad actors they're just like no, no, no. a director doesn't know how to work with them especially with a very limited uh scope I but i did enjoy the concept i think the concept as a whole is really really neat i think it is applicable to modern day life i think that just ju- just the idea as a whole is that one of those things where we could see this scariness unfolding and that there is some form of reality to it, but the backstory and some of the emptiness and the acting behind it does not support it in the way that I wish it Agreed. did. It's a very CW-ish type horror. Yeah. All these CW. kids just wanted to go play Game Night and realize that there's, there's some other people that have a very different idea of what Game Night is. Originally, this was called Game, uh, Night. Uh, uh, game Night, Unfriended Game Night. I like and, it! And then, and then they, Game Night came out. And then Game Night came out and they were like, okay, we're changing the I do, uh, I do like that, though, because that, that for me, their Game Night was... Not just wholly, but overly relatable. Right. I absolutely pull out the bigger, blacker deck of against uh, humanity cards <laughs> when I have game night for my friends. I have this six and a half foot box of bigger, blacker so, uh, uh, of, <laughs> of these cards. <laughs> oh, wait, you know? you're talking about the game. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I have yeah. all the cards, and I did love that movie for that. For that. 
We're just ha- trying to have game night. Oh, this is a casual affair. Fuck you, it's not going to happen. We have to wrap up this episode. We're already well over an hour, but I just want to say that we've already talked about what we're doing next, and I think we all decided we're going to do, uh, for lack of a better term at this point, maybe we'll come up with one when it airs, horror adjacent for our next series, which is to say, I really hate using the term thriller, and we're maybe not only films that yeah, we'll go that. outside of the genre of thriller for this, I think. But, yeah, 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 but like generally films that people start arguing about, like, is it horror or is it a thriller movie? You know, your, your Silence of the Lambs, your Zodiac that have very, very strong horror things about them, but people like to not call them horror. This is what we're going to be looking at. And Bullshit. we would actually really love to hear what your suggestions are. For that, if you have any things like, oh, oh, this is one y'all should definitely talk about that I think qualifies as that, especially if it's one we may not know about. For sure. That's yeah. good, mind please. you. Please. The gorier, some... the better, too. But, but the, <laughs> yeah. the gorier, the better. And please, please talk to us because we are here. We sit in this studio and we, we send our voices to you. And please, we want to hear yours back. Pretty, pretty, please. Do let us know what you think. We want to hear back from you. You are our listeners, and we make this content for you. So please, let us know. What do we need to cover, yeah. BB? We love you. Let us know. Hack Allen. All of that. <laughs> <laughs> Stay scared. <laughs> Al's looking at me like, this isn't funny anymore. <laughs> I am pretty hackable. I feel like all my passwords are the same thing. So. Are you, you need to stop that. I, I finally, like, about... About a year ago, went like, nope, can't do that anymore after an issue. And I was like, every password I have now is like, X9 asterisk parentheses. Mine's all scary movie, 1998. Stealthiness. (laughs) We're all so clever. Uh, Anyway, that is it. Thank you, Drew. Thank you. Thank you, Alan. Thank you. And thank you, Mads. You're so welcome, always. Thank you to our audience for listening for these. We'll be back, question mark, but in a few months. Hopefully less than many. Yeah. Yeah. To do this next one. We're hoping to really get this next one done faster because we want to have a special Halloween specific thing ready for you. So, so we want to get one done before the Halloween one and it's already July. So it's on, booby. Come back. Come see us. We love you.